Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. In Luke chapter 1, verse 28, is a story of Christmas. The Bible says, Gabriel appeared to her. Well, we know who her is. And he said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. And in verse 29, isn't it amazing how you could be in a situation, in this case that she was in, she was actually a peasant girl, and, and the, the Lord had to send a message saying, I'm with you, because she would have never known. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what, what, what the angel could mean. Verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, verse 31. Everybody say, I found favor with God. God. You have. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Now look at verse 32. For he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, verse 33. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will will never end. Verse 34. Mary asked, but how can this happen? Now, everybody look at me. I want to help you out. Whenever God comes in to speak to your hopelessness and your helplessness, the first thing we do is we measure the promise of God against where we are. How are you going to do that seeing, for example, the Lord says, I'm about to bless you with a house, and here's what you, you tell the Lord. But my credit score is too low. I'm going to bless you with a new car. You know, I, I got to raise my credit score. Because, because in the earth, they tell you, if your credit score is not high, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you'd rather believe that. I'm going to help you out with something. I'm going to help you out with something. So, so, everybody said a long time ago. So a long time ago, I bought a, a T-Bird, and I love this T-Bird. I think, I think back then I was into car worship because I, I got the car, got out. When I, I parked it at home, and I circled it. I looked look at this car. It was dope. Jet black. Brand new model, body style, and so I, I would I, I park it, go in the house, find an excuse to go to the store, get out. You know how you do the first day. Draw this car. When the next morning came, it was time for me to go to work. I put it in reverse, and it wouldn't go in reverse. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I, I tried everything. My friends came. We pushed it up the hill to get out of the driveway, and I called up the, deal, the dealership. I said, hey, the new car that you, I bought from you yesterday? I said, I said, your car won't go in reverse. I said, so no, sir, no, that's your car. I said, no, it's, it's, a, it's a lemon law. It's, it's not 10 days old. It's one day old. They said, we can't take the car back. I said, the devil is a lie. It could go forward. I'm coming to you. So I drove the car down to the lot, pulled up, went inside, and we were at it. We eight hours. It took eight hours. What bothered me was a preacher sold me the car. I ain't going to talk about that. Anyway, so, 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 so at the end of the day, the guy sits me down. He said, tell you what we're going to do. We're going we're to get this car. Uh, we're going we're gonna to sell, sell you a new car. I should have listened to what he was saying. We're going to sell you a new car. I said, no, no, I don't want you to sell me a new car. I want you to exchange this one like, like it was Walmart. I want you to exchange. And so what he did, he had me sign for the new car. And he said, this one is, don't worry about this one. This is your new car. So I drove, I drove off. I enjoyed this car for years. Then I went to get credit to get a house. And on my credit report was, it said this. Uh, Ford Thunderbird charged off. 
So what's the charge off? They said the bank called it a voluntary repossession. I've been had. And I said, what am I going to do? I can't buy the house. And here's what my financial guy looked at me and said. He said, sir, all you have to do is challenge the score. I said, what do you mean? He said, because it's on your credit report doesn't mean a thing. Challenge it. See, what happens to us is we live by headlines, and really God moves in the details. So the guy, I come back now. Now, here's the thing. Um, 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 I, I'm starting to rebuild some things, and I, I called Tim. I said, Tim, hey, uh, I, I need to do some stuff financially. And Tim said, okay, we got, I got you. So my credit score was a certain number. Don't even know what it was. Tim knew. And Tim said, ah, we can fix this. I'll get this done. You can raise my credit score? He said, yeah. I said, how? He said, well, I said a couple of things on her that you could challenge. You can challenge. It came back to me. See, what happens is you think that when you're living under the limitation of something like a credit score or a bad doctor's report, you, you act like you can't challenge the score. You sit back and let them tell you how you Listen, and here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing, thing about it. I think, I don't know, Tammy, help me out. Was it a week or two weeks? My credit score went up 50 points. Just from challenging the score. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a preacher. That preaches. And here's how it works. What is it in your life that you've been settling on? Let me, th- I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to help you out with something. In the, in the New Testament, there are two words. There are th- really three major words for the word power. But two of the words are exousia and, and dunamis. These words are powerful words. Exousia means, watch this now, I have authority, but I don't have ability. Um, um, dunamis means, watch this now, I have, I have ability, but not necessarily authority. And what we do is, we look at a situation, we, we measure it totally by ability. And we say, well, I don't have any ability, so, if, so I guess there's nothing I could do. No. If you have authority, that works. Yeah. Usually, I'm going to tell you something that's going to help you. When Jesus first killed his disciples to him, the Bible says he gave unto them power to tread on scorpions and, and, and adders. Watch this. When you look at the word up, it's exousia. He didn't give them ability first. He gave them authority first. They went out, they came back, they rejoiced. They said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In other words, authority in your name works. It wasn't the Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when he called him, he said, you shall receive a power, ability after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. It's amazing how it works. How it works is this. You can't get, you can't use ability or qualify for ability till you use your authority. How many of you get that? You can't, here's how it works. You got to use what God gives you first to, to qualify for the next thing. Right now, you're sitting in your life talking about nothing's working, it's just so hopeless, and you will not open your mouth and declare what God says about you. The Bible says, here's what the Bible says, I will declare the decree of the Lord. The last thing in the world you want to do is to decree anything. Talking about I, dec- I decree and declare. Don't decree anything. The enemy is not uh, um, subject to your decrees. And I know where you got it from. It's in the book of Job. The book of Job says you should decree a thing and it shall be so. Here's what you need to do with the book of Job. Go to the end of the book of Job and look at all the people that God says what you said about me was wrong. Then go back to that place where you saw that statement and make sure that one of the people didn't say it. What you will find is the guy that said you shall decree a thing and it shall be so. At the end of Job, in Job chapter 42, God said the thing that you said about me was not right. God never told us to decree a thing. He told us to declare his decree. 
God decrees it, we declare it. If God says it's about me, it's a promise in a box. And when God gives me the promise, here's what I know about it. I keep speaking it till it matures. Because what's happening, it's maturing, it's maturing me. Just like those treasury bonds my dad gave me. And right now, how many of you watch football? Watch football. That's better than Safe Harbor. They don't watch football in Montgomery. I don't know why. A few, more basketball, isn't it? A few years ago, they introduced a new rule to the NFL where the ref will call a certain play. They'll throw a flag or whatever. And the coaches will be given a red flag. It's called a challenge flag. And the coach will look at the play, the ref will look at it, and he call one thing, and the coach will throw the flag and say, I challenge that. So the, so the ref will come back and go, Now, here's the thing. While the play on the field is under review, on the Jumbotron, they're showing the play in super slow-mo. The, the ref didn't have the luxury of super slow-mo, so we saw where the ball came out. Had the coach not thrown the flag, what the ref called would have went. It would have stood. But the power to throw a flag at the challenge, the play, caused a lot of teams to win games. Here you are. Sitting in darkness, no hope. Tell I can't get the house because, and you don't even realize God has given you the challenge flag. All you got to do is, you challenge the call. The enemy says you can't, and you thought, I can. The enemy says, listen, this whole thing is about you saying, I am not settling anymore. Y'all better hurry up and get this because I can't do this for a whole long, I'm, st- I'm still 80%. Are you seeing what the Lord is saying to you? Now here's what's interesting. The word possibility or the word impossible in the New Testament, is the word adunato. The A means without. Dunato comes from, from dunamis, which means ability. It means without ability, not without authority. So sometimes what the enemy tells me is you don't have authority, ability rather. You have no ability to heal yourself, no ability to get the house, no ability to qualify. No bi- but I don't have ability, but you know what I got? I got authority. And my authority works. It comes from the promise that he gave me. And that promise alone... With that promise alone, I can open my mouth and say, here's what I can say. I can say, my father said. Y'all ain't shouting. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're sitting there thinking your life is over. You're acting like your life is over. You're acting like there's nothing you can do. Pastor, I'm just tired. My hands are tired. I don't know what you do. You know, but your mouth isn't tied. Open your mouth and declare. If, listen, when Abraham was calling himself, he was introducing himself as Abram. Here's what he was literally saying. He said, hi, I'm father of many. Where your kids? They're on the way. It sounds so stupid when you offer the promise in a box. Because when, when I showed my kids, what would you get for Christmas? I showed them. They said, what the heck is that? Is that money? I said, well, not exactly. But what is it? It's a treasury bond. <laughs> they laughed. But then we all matured. Their bikes grew old. I moved away and forgot my father had given me a promise in a box. And one day I was opening important documents, and in this folder, was some old smelling papers that has t- turned a little brown. That when I received them, they were worth 300. Now they were 1,000. Right. 
Had no money to my name, but my father's promise had matured. And you know what you're able to do with that? Go cash them in. And all of a sudden, what? And I made it through the dark day. I was riding their bikes with them. I, I borrowed their bike. I didn't have one, but what I had was a promise. And that the day came now where I, if I had money, if they want to borrow, I got some money. You see what I'm saying? God gave you a promise. And if you don't take that promise as something serious, because only by receiving the promise can you, de- can you declare the decree. Can you say, this is what God says about me. I'm going to tell you a couple stories before I sit down. You, I, told, I told you this story just recently. I'm going to tell you again. John Gray's mother, I'll never forget it. She got sick. Diagnosed with cancer and cure, but she's going to die. She got John Gray and myself on the phone. And here's what she said. She said, the same fountain that gives us salvation gives us healing. I'd never heard that before. We were crying, two grown men. You know, you know what she said? Shut up. She told the two grown preachers to shut up. We were like, yes, ma'am. And she says, here's what you're going to do. She said, Pastor, when you speak to the church, do not ask them to pray for me. So, yes, ma'am. I thought to myself, she did. Here's what she said. Every time you call my name, give thanks for what God has already done. He's already healed me. She told John, you're going to have a prayer call. And every time you pray, don't ask for healing. Thank God for healing. I was thinking, oh, Lord, we're we about to have a funeral. The Monday she went in for operation. During the pre-op, they gave her an x-ray. They couldn't find anything. They went and did blood work. Came back normal. When she told us what the doctor said, my theology changed. See, what it did for me was this. You mean to tell me? She didn't even ask God to heal her. You know why? Because she already knew he did. You see, the thing about it is, you asking God to do things he's already done. And he's not responding because he's already done it. The promise is in the box. I declare over your life right now. I forbid you to give up. You can't give up. This, this is it right here. This is it. The enemy picked the wrong fight. He picked the wrong fight because your God will fight for you. And it's not just spiritual. It's natural. You claim the house, you claim the car, you claim the healing. Listen, you say it's yours because it is yours. Everybody shout, I got a promise. In a box. And it makes things possible. All things are possible to him that can believe. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. 
prayer at first was a struggle because you know it, it really takes faith to pray you have to you have to trust that God is like a person he's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer in this book you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want it's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about him yes. pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Where I'm done, I'm, I'm almost done. Look at this. Verse 35. She asks, how can these things be? She said, I'm a virgin. I love what Gabriel says. I love Gabriel. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High, El Elyon, will overshadow you. Here's what he said. Until this thing is complete, the sovereign, most high, most powerful God is going to cast a shadow over you. And it will cause things to happen in your life that shouldn't happen to normal people. When God did that to Peter, the Bible says wherever Peter walked and his shadow hit anyone, they get healed. Word went out. Peter has a, Peter's shadow has healing in it. It wasn't Peter's shadow. It was like over, the almighty El, El Young had cast his shadow over Peter. And wherever he walked, his shadow was infected with the presence of God and things happened. I'm here to tell you this. Listen, I'm here to tell you this. You've been, you've been taking stuff sitting down. Challenge the score. Challenge the play. Because Satan called it doesn't mean it's right. And he tell you, well, you deserve it. But there's mercy for you. You didn't earn it. There's grace for you. And you got to take, listen, sir, here you are with your young family. Your, your, your paycheck is, is what it is. You're doing the best you can. You're sowing into the kingdom. You, do, you take care of your family, but you never have enough. It's time for you, sir, to start opening your mouth and declaring the promise that God gave to you. Oh, yes, sir. And you watch what begin to happen. There are people that will come up to you for no good reason and want to bless you. Why? There's something on you. Give it and shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. Men will give into your bosom. Everywhere you look, people will be blessing you. This is not just hype. This is truth. And there's a difference. So the baby to be born will be holy. It'll be called the Son of God. Look at verse 36. What's more, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month. Here's what he said. He said, you're not the only one that this is happening to. This is not isolated. God is doing this in every... The difference between you and Elizabeth is Elizabeth's womb stopped working. Your, God doesn't want your womb to receive any seed because he wants to take care of himself. He said, but you got an example. And look at the next verse. He says, read it out loud. Out loud again together. Read King James because I love the way it reads. Everybody lifting their voice. King James, read. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now break the word nothing down because it's really no thing. Read it, read it like that. Come here. Here we go. For with God, no thing shall be impossible. So what's your thing? What has the devil brought up in your life and use it for restriction and limitation? What's your thing? 
He said, well, I'm young. This is for you. Your God sits sovereignly. On this. I watched an entire documentary. And I saw a, 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 it was a pattern. Whenever Hitler went after anyone that was in covenant with God, a couple things happened. The weather resisted him. But, he, but he, something else happened. He always felt the need to push harder. Instead of letting his generals do what they did, he took over. And every time he made the decision, every time he made the call, it went awry. God will, God will touch the weather and God will touch his mind. Right now, God is touching the environment for you. He's touching somebody's mind concerning you. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You say, well, Pastor, I just can't believe that. Okay, good. That's not for you. I'm just talking to the people that can't believe. I mean, you can't believe. I'm telling you right now. It's, listen, you tried everything else. You got nothing left but to believe. So, Pastor, but you don't understand I'm in this addiction. And I, I got to wait till addiction is done. Oh, no. You see how that how, how works? The people that sat in darkness saw the light. And what he does, he comes in. He walks into your impossibility. And he says to you, here, here's a gift you didn't earn, you didn't work for. And if you believe him enough to trust him, right, he starts doing things for you that you don't qualify for, that you didn't do for yourself. And when the end, when the end of it is, is revealed to everyone, they sit back and they go, has to be God. He, now he rushes out. Now it works for your good and for his glory. Now you have a testimony. We got some time. Wait, take 30 seconds to just shout. Just thank him. Just, just, just. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's just so much more. I'm going to show you how to pray real quickly. In Mark 14, verse 32, and I'm done. I had to chop this thing up. Y'all forgive me for being late today. There's so much I had to tell you, but I'm late. And so I hope this blessed you some. <laughs> you know, the story of blind Bartimaeus comes to mind. And, and it's so cliche sometimes when we tell these stories. He was blind. He couldn't see. And Everyone around him was telling him when he was calling to Jesus frantically. They were telling him, hush up, you're embarrassing. No, no. Here's the thing. You can see. All the people that can see tell him to shut, told him to shut up. All the folk that God tell you, you're just making a fool of yourself. Make a fool of yourself. Because you know what? They got what you need. And what you do is, you declare, your God wants you to receive from him. This is interesting. The Bible says that coming to the end of his life, Jesus came to a place with his disciples, which was named Gethsemane, the place of the press. It was a wine press, just squeezing out. There are two experiences that believers go through that are extreme. It's the squeezing and the stretching. God only stretches your faith when he wants to get it to a place where it will never go back to where it was. You can't do that with everyday experience. You have to do it with extreme experiences. So he stretches your faith out of measure. And he takes a chance that he may break you trying to calibrate you. Trying to set you up for the purpose you were born, sir. And he stretches you past your understanding, past your imagination. And it hurts. The pain of it is so deep. And you say, God, I thought you loved me. And he's like, this is not about love. 
The fact that I love you is a foregone conclusion. This is about you getting to the place for which you were born. Nothing does that like stretching and squeezing. Jesus came to the squeezing place and he says to his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. And look at verse 33. And he taketh him with him Peter and James and John and began to be so amazed. That's, that's Elizabethan. Give me a uh, New Living Translation. He began to be deeply troubled and distressed. And he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and fell to the ground. Here's how he prayed. Now, give me King James because I want to get this right. He fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour should pass from him. Now, I want to show you this. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, the way I have it in, in, my, in my notes. Uh, that's it. Give me verse 36. And he said, Abba, Father, this is it. Go back to verse 35. He says, and he went a little bit further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass. Now watch this. In the midst of his pressing and distressing and deep, being deeply troubled, here's what he prayed. He said, if it's possible, if it's possible, let this hour pass. But then he corrected himself. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. When you go before God about your situation, that in the natural, no one in your family has ever beat this situation. You've been in that situation for generations. You inherited that poverty. That propensity to sickness in this area. This addiction came to you genetically. No one has ever beat it in your family. But you know what you have differently? A promise. In a box. I love that phrase. There's no way in scripture. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. A promise that has to mature. And here's, a, here's what he prayed. He says, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. Now, why did he pray this? Because the plan was, the plan was not for him to come out of this. No, the, the plan, God's will was for him to go through and die. So he, he had the nerve also to go to God and say, you know what? Anything is possible with you. You could find another way to do this. That's what he said. It's possible. It's doable. It's feasible. It's viable. You can do it. He said, but you know what? I'm not married to the process. I'm married to the outcome. And that's why he said, nevertheless, he said, any way you choose to do it, I'm good with it. But this way seems kind of hard. Now, the reason I'm pointing out this prayer was for you to see this, the first part of it. You can go to God and say, Father, Daddy, with you, anything is possible. Say that with me. Say, say, say Abba. Abba. Father, Abba. nothing, Abba. no thing Abba. is impossible with you. Come on, let's, let's, while we quote, let's, while we confess, let's just confess. Say, you are the God, are the God. of my favor, of my mercy. You are the God of grace. You chose me to bestow love upon. Nothing is impossible for you. Reveal yourself in my life as the God of possibility. And cause the things that stand in my way to be removed by your power. 
I receive your promise. I believe you enough to trust you in this. And I speak over my life. And I say to that mountain, the jig is up. The time has come. You got to go. No, no, come on. You got to mean to say you got to go. My God has given me a promise of deliverance. And I'm ready now to cash in on it. I declare the, declare, the decree of my God. And this in my life will change. Now bless him like you believe that because it's true. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.